2: We are once again with Sir Crokington, who after a long time exploring the old North Woods, decided to decided to camp camp out, decided to visit and rest in the town of Deepwell. The small town of Deepwell sits on the southern edge of the stone hills in northwest Telsa. Most of Deepwell's citizenship toils in the quarries north town. The fruits of their demanding labour hope to save the kingdom's growing need for stone. Quite a few things to do here. I could visit the tavern. The Little Dragon Tavern. The Little Dragon Tavern is indeed true to its name. Moving about the cramped interior of the small tavern is difficult, and you find yourself elbowing your way through. A sizable crowd of patrons just to find enough space to stand without being bumped into. Let's buy some food and drink. While hungrily devouring a steaming bowl of the tavern's speciality, rabbit and mutton stew, and enjoying a flagon of strong ale, you overhear two men talking about a recent incident at a place known as Hurdzall's Bridge. Introduce yourself to the men and find out more. Okay. The men are shocked to find that it is you. is seated ne- next to them and offer to buy you an ale. It seems that your f- famous as has spread to even the far corners of the kingdom. You graciously accept their kind offer, and listen as they relate to you the tale they just heard this morning. One of the men, head of a local team of stone haulers, tells you that a traveller passing through Deeprow early this morning met up with him and his crew as they were departing for a day's toil in one of the quarries north of town. You learn that the traveller told a tale of a knight that was in pursuit of a band of trolls that had attacked a village in the neighbouring kingdom of Philadon. According to the traveller, who had just who had run across the night at a place known as Herzl's Bridge, the brave Philonise White had slain seven of the trolls, as was attempting to take down their savage leader, when the beast fled beneath the ancient bridge. According to what I was told, said says the man, the trolls still hold up under the bridge, the knights determined to wait him out. I dare say the knights bound to fall asleep and become a tasty meal for the beast before the troll crawls out of there. Oh, okay, how do I get there? The two the two men give you detailed directions to Herzor Bridge, which discovery is located to the north and west of town in the Stone Hills. After memorising their directions, you thank them, for their add the story, and bid them farewell. Well, that's something to do then. What if I buy food and drink again? The food and drink hope will relieve much of the weariness the world has laid upon you. And there's an adventure here. The Merchant of Bones. The white-haired, hobbling man leads you over to his covered wagon, where you become witness to his gruesome but fascinating collection. Well, we shall start. White-haired man, you've just watched hobble his way across the crowded crowded tavern to your table takes a seat directly opposite you, and introduces himself as Thurin. He promptly tells you he has a proposition to make that may be of interest to you. You ask him how he knows you, he tells you your name has come to his attention. Hardly think I'm the only one who knows of you, Sir Crokington, he says with a friendly smile. Suddenly, the tavern's proprietor, the calmed man with a shiny bald head and no discernible neck, Strides up to the old man's side, and angrily demands that he leave. "You'll I'll not have you pestering the good folk in here with your foolishness, he snaps. I'll give you the dignity of walking yourself out. But mind you don't press my patience. Therian rolls his eyes and sighs, then stands and turns to head for the door. After he's taken nearly a dozen steps, he turns and motions for you to follow him outside. If you're interested in my place, you're, you're interested in my advice, you'll stay away from that one, says the tavern keep, shaping his head as he watch watches the old man depart. So follow the strange fellow out of the tavern, and... Continue the adventure, or ignore him and end the adventure. While well, obviously, continue the adventure. He properly wise and follow, though, and out of the tavern. Outside, the old man, though his movement is accompanied by a pronounced hobble, walks up to the back of the cove wagon, and begins to untie the rope that binds the grimy flaps closed. Much maligned am I in these parts. <laughs> "'Much maligned am I in these parts,' he says, laughing as he turns to face you. The appreciate what I do, but when I see someone like yourself...' "'Theron finished struggling with the rope, and draws open the flaps, "'revealing a flat, vast and ghoulish collection "'that fills nearly every square inch of the dragon's interior. "'You stare at the vast array of skulls and bones on display,' In the back, of the wagon. Each of them meticulously labelled and sorted. Oh, man after my own heart. The schools, which interest you the most. Well, of course, schools are cool. Appear, and also they're weak. Kind of the probably the, the easiest to identify. Appear to be mostly non-human. Dragons, goblins, trolls, ogres and many other creatures are all represented in this morbid but well-ordered collection of remains. All castaways, he says, gazing upon his collection with pride. I've never killed anything in as long as I've lived. Though I confess that skulls and bones interest me a great deal. As I said, man after my own heart. Folks in this region... Call me the merchant of bones. Well, that's they wanting me out of town, of course. You command Theron on his strange but fascinating collection and ask what it is he wished to discuss with you. You're on a venture, are you not? He says, turning to face you. I have need of your services, you see. Thurian tells you he recently came into possession of a map that details the location of a long hidden crypt. Not far to the north of Deepwell, he says that the the small amount of research he was able to do on the crypt, and the map led him to believe the tomb is the final resting place of an ancient warlord who once ruled a vast domain in the region now known as the Stone Hills. He took an axe or a sword; it wasn't clear which. Straight to the white side of his head. About a year before he died. It was written that an iron plate was affixed to his skull to mend the gap in the bone. Bone, that was wended there by the mighty blow, he sustained. he says. i very much like to have that skull, you see. It's not the bones themselves, but the stories behind them interest me, mostly. He asks Aaron if he's been to the site of the crypt and he nods. I've been to it, he says but I haven't set foot in it, and I won't either. That's the matter I wish to place place in your capable hands, and I'll pay you quite handsomely for the trouble. Theron disappears into the back of his wagon and emerges only a few moments later, holding a large and very strange-looking serpent skull. You've never seen one like this, have you? He asks, holding up the flawless specimen for you to see. There aren't many who have, I'd wager. It's not a dragon. It's not any man of serpent I'm familiar with. it would be a fair payment for troubling you to go down into the tomb. What do you say to it? Well, well I'm not one to turn down a fellow osteophile, am I? Accept the task. Theron smiles and thanks you for accepting the task. You are spoiling for adventure, he says, as the two of you climb aboard the wickety seat at the front of the wagon. The crypt's not far from here. These old gals will get us there. Fillion snaps the reins, and the two horses hitched to the wagon, start along Deepwell's main thoroughfare, heading slowly north into the hills. Wow! Someone who actually gets me? Get, who actually drives me to the quest start point? Doesn't happen very often. Only a short while later, after a rather uncomfortable ride, you find yourself standing in the midst of a thick pocket of tall pines, directly in front of the half-buried entrance of the ancient tomb. The iron door which once guarded the crypt has long since crumbled, leaving only a dark opening. Beyond which lie a set of stone stairs that descend steeply into the earth. Well, there it is, says Theron, peering down around you at the dark opening in the earth. Oh, wait right up here. Take care in there now. Mind you don't you don't get yourself hurt? I'd certainly like to have the wall or skull if it's indeed to be found there, but I much prefer you to get back out safely. You thank Theron for his concern, and tell him you'll do your best to okay locate the skull. As the Merchant of Bones retreats to the side of his wagon, you step forward and prepare to enter the tomb. Climb down into the crypt, then. You stand at the base of the crumbling steps that lead up and out of the musty crypt. To the east and west, the broad tomb corridor descends, disappears into deep gloom. Now, this is a very simply designed dungeon. It's a square. And you just go along the outside of it. Now, do I go clockwise or anti-clockwise? I'll go clockwise. All right, I've gone. Got to the southwest corner. Going off. Oh, there's something here. Picking a number. Bonus of forty-one. Fifteen from Feathery. Twenty from Aura. Six from Luck. Got to get seventy-five or more, or presumably I'll set off a trap or something. Pick now. 92. Success. You suddenly freeze in your trap. Your tracks as you take notice of a cleverly cleverly concealed trap in the passage ahead. It appears that someone or something has gone to great lengths to ensure this script and its contents are not disturbed. Despite the complexity of the trap, you believe it might be possible to either disarm it or carefully step past it. Well, I'll disarm it, because that just means I don't have to worry about it in the future. Attempt to disarm the trap. With the necessary tools of your trade at hand, you set about the dangerous and painstaking task of attempting to disarm the trap. Picking a number, bonus of 15, all from Feathery. Got to get 44 or more, or I will be trapped by the trap. Pick now. 35. Failure. Without warning, the entire section of passage fills with a dense, noxious grey cloud. You gag on a putrid, deadly gas. Okay, This, this is bad, this is bad. I wonder, but would the gas keep for that long? Oh well. It's just a thing that happens. Traps keep working for centuries. They just do. The deadly tos- toxins hovering in the mist that has enveloped you begin to seep into your lungs. Causing a series of painful spasms to erupt throughout your body. Picking a number. Bonus of 20, all from body. You've got to get 50 or more. Well I'll breathe in a lot of this stuff, which is not a good idea. Pick now. Forty nine failure Whew that's unlucky. Your body is unable to fend off the worst of the worst of the noxious clouds deadly effects. And you suffer great harm at the hands of the well laid centuries old trap. Well it's always gonna be harder for Sir Croakington because her skin has been made just a little bit permeable. Despite the considerable damage you sustained and a lingering feel of nausea, you haven't been permanently harmed by your exposure to the gas. After several long moments, the cloud dissipates. Okay, making my way north. Northwest corner, here we come. It's another trap, probably. Picking a number. Bonus of 41. 15 from fever 20 from Aura. 6 from Luck. Got to get 75 or more to find something. Pick now. 94. Success. you suddenly freeze in your tracks and take notice of a carefully concealed trap in the passage ahead. It appears that someone or something has gone to great lengths to ensure that this crypt and its contents are not disturbed. Despite the complexity of the trap, you believe it might be possible to either disarm or carefully step past it. Okay, second time. Maybe we'll do better. Attempt to disarm the trap. Well, it's the same check as the last time we tried to disarm a trap. Pick now. 90 success. 16 XP to thievery. You smile with satisfaction as you successfully complete your disarmament of the trap. We may now proceed without the fear of triggering the well laid centuries old snare. Alright, making my way east here's something A grand stone sarcophagus, its signs adorned with, with carvings that depict sword wielding horsemen in pursuit of a dragon stand against the north wall of the corridor. The lid of the burial box, which must at one time been equally bad grand, lies smashed on the floor at its base. <laughs> and I haven't even been here yet! Yeah. Hmm, has someone beat me to it? Well, let's have a look. We can go east-west, but first, let's look in the sarcophagus. You peer into the sarcophagus, and your heart leaps when you behold a large skull resting at the very bottom of the burial box. A corroded iron plate has been fixed into the white right side of the skull. Ooh, trauma in the bones. How interesting. I bet if we had a very close look at this trauma, we might well be able to find out whether the blow was indeed from an axe or from a sword. Because, of course they would leave a different sort of shape in the skull. You've no doubt indeed, the skull skull of the ancient, that that this is the skull of the ancient warlord that Throne tasks you to retrieve. Oh, I guess I'll just take the skull. You reach into a sarcophagus and take hold of the sizeable skull, but, Where's the rest of the skeleton? I mean, barring some really odd circumstances, you usually, you put the whole skeleton together. Exception being some medical research stuff. Then they get split up. Or there's, it's explosion-y. In which case, you just bury whatever you can find. But usually if you are going through all this effort to you make it making you make crypt making effort this isn't this isn't just some half an afternoon's work, dig a hole, bong them in burial. This is crypt burial. And this, this is you make sure you've got the whole skeleton for these sort of things. Where's the rest of it? Where's the pelvis? Where's the legs? Where's the arms? Where's the scapulas? <laughs> Where are the kneecaps? Where are the kneecaps? They're one of my favorite bones, cause they look like a little cause they look like a little spaceship. Where are the kneecaps? Where are the kneecaps? Where are the knee-gaps? As you step past, step back into the centre of the corridor, while the object of your quest, now claps firmly between your hands. A sudden and ghastly wail erupts in the distance and echoes eerily along the passage. Twice more the horrid wail repeats, with each each sounding the sinister, chilling call seems to drill close seems to be drawing closer. You look to the east and west, straining to peer through the gloom in either direction, but nothing moves in the darkness of the crypt. Suddenly, the sound of something heavy being dragged along the floor reaches your ears. With no desire to remain here, even a moment longer, you immediately set off to make your way out of the tomb. All right, well, let's go east. Let's keep going clockwise. Ooh, it's another trap. Bonus 41. Success 75. Pick now. Failure. You've sprung a hidden trap. Without warning, the entire section of passage fills with a dense, noxious, grey cloud. You gag on the putrid, deadly glass. The deadly coughing, toxins hovering in the mist that has enveloped you begin to seep into your lungs. Causing a series of painful spasms to erupt throughout your body. Okay, okay. Picking a number. Bonus of 20. All from body. Gotta get 50 or more. Or the poison will work. Deep. Pick now. 99. Success. Your body manages to ward off the worst of the noxious clouds' deadly effects, but you still suffer some damage from the well-laid, centuries-old trap. Act right. 10. Damage Despite the damage you sustained, and a lingering feeling of nausea, you haven't been permanently affected, permanently harmed by your exposure to the gas. After several long moments, the cloud dissipates. All right, I've got my way. Out of the near impenetrable gloom, the edge of the pool of light stacks a horrifying undead menace. A towering, headless, human skeleton, the tatters of a fur robe still dangling from its bony neck, and a rusted, double-bladed axe, gripped tightly in its fleshless fingers, steps into view. Loud. Low moan echoes from the walls of the corridor and fills you with a deep sense of dread. Okay, where is that moan even coming from? Where's it coming from? It doesn't even have a head. How's it moaning? Is it Fart moaning? But it doesn't have a bum anymore. How is it moaning? How is it moaning? Is it just is it just uh, animate? Is it just the moaning by the spirit that animates the skeleton? Several chains dangle from the undead creature's limbs. Three of which are bound to a large slab of stone. The skeleton skeleton drags along the passage in its wake, hanging from a quick, thick piece of rope that encircles Circles is splintering hips. Lips is a large cloth sack. Okay, I don't think this person was liked very much. I mean, if you get tied up, if you get tied, chained up into your own grave, that's some, that is some serious dislike going on. So admittedly you might do that more often in a world where the dead are always waking up and going You've ruined the decorations stay away from my daughter No, don't split my C D collection. I'm going to hit your brains. Because I'm angry. It's not an inherent thing to being this kind of undead. Because we're medieval undead. We have class. (laughs) You suddenly realise that this ancient denizen of the crypt is likely the skeletal remains of the ancient warlord, those heads you removed from the sarcophagus. Hmm. Thing was, it wasn't me that took its head off. Apparently, it was just so angry that it smashed its own crypt and accidentally left its head behind. You know, like... (laughs) Like, oh, I'm so forgetful. I'd forget my head if it wasn't attached. But actually happened. <laughs> Another moan rises from the air. Ooh, oh, look. And there are the kneecaps. Brilliant. They got the kneecaps. Another moan rises into the air. The fearsome skeleton. Oh, these are really big kneecaps too. Nice bony kneecaps. The fearsome skeleton. Staggers forward and attacks. It's a towering headless skeleton. Well, I'm used to finding things bigger than me, so no problem there. The towering headless skeleton swings one of its loose chains at you. Yes, it must have committed great sins in its life to forge those chains. Cause that's how it works. Well, a Christmas cow wouldn't lie to us, would it? Remember? Every evil, if you do evil deeds, you get big heavy chains that you have to carry around when you're dead. This might be a metaphor. (laughs) Keep going, keep on the stabbing. Stabbing. I hope you like stabbing too. (laughs) Alright, 22 XP. Actually, I don't hope you like stabbing. Except when you're piercing the film lid of your wedding meals. You can you can enjoy that. You can enjoy that all you want. Just don't stab anything alive. They usually don't like it. The towering skeleton collapses into a pile of splintered bone at your feet. You step back from his remains. And wipe the sweat from your brow as you attempt to catch your breath. Hmm... I'm guessing, if his head isn't attached anymore, I'm guessing his final death was by decapitation. The skeleton's large axe is corroded and useless. Wait, I didn't see him using that axe. Oh well. But the cloth sack that is tied to the rope encircling his fleshless lips. Fleshless hips. Well, of course, he doesn't have any lips. They watered away. You, you discover a high bound book. A close examination of this strange find reveals it to be an ancient history of the North Broadlands. Okay, how how is that there? Was this? Did this guy think himself some sort of scholar when he was alive? And will to be buried with his favourite book? Could be, could be. Honestly, he's probably—if that's the case—he's probably more sour about that than the whole head-stealing thing and the body-smashing thing. Uncertain as to what value it may hold, you decide to take it with you. This is a high-bound book. This high-bound book is an ancient history of the North Broadlands. Hmm. All right, if I ever find any sort of librarian or anyone anyone who just happens to have a library to put it in, then I'll consider showing it to them. But I don't know any of those people yet. After taking several moments to check over equipment, you once again set off along the corridor, eager to make your way out of this musty crypt. All right, now I go south. What right, check, trap check again. Oh, I sprung the trap again. I'm not good at this. I'm not good at this at all. I'm setting off most of the traps. The deadly toxins hovering in the mist that envelops you begin to seep into your lungs, causing a series of painful gas spasms to erupt throughout your body. Alright, picking a number, bonus 20, success 50 or more. Pick now. 65. Success. Alright, I still take some damage though. 12 damage. After several long moments, the cloud dissipates. Okay, now just back to the entrance. We did a full loop, and that is all we need to do. There is nothing more to discover in this crypt. Because by crypt standards, it's pretty, pretty tame. It's a pretty modest crypt. It's only got one skeleton in it, no no puzzles, doesn't seem to, just doesn't have loads of engravings on the walls, it's just, it's just, you know, your standard, just a modest, a modest workman-like crypt, not the big fancy crypts of the elite skeletons. Skeleton okay, probably not, not a down to earth salt of the earth skeleton like place, they just get regular graves. But sort of a middle classy sort of crypt for a middle class skeleton. He probably intended to go higher than that, but must have been defeated in battle, presumably. And probably lost most of his wealth then. Climb the stairs uh, you know, along with his life. Cause of the probable decapitation. Climb the stairs and exit the crypt. You emerge from the musty musty gloom of the crypt into the welcome light of day, streaming through the thick ceiling of pine brows that shelter to this spot. Theron, who appears to be napping against the back wheel of his wagon, quickly sits up and stares at you expectantly, obviously eager to hear the details of your exploration of the tomb. With the iron plated skull hidden away among your belongings, you realise you must now either give him the coveted item, pretend you did not find it. Now I honestly I don't think, think there's any particular reason not to hand it over. I mean I said I was looking for it and I found it. So and also I don't really have anywhere to put it. And he's probably got a nice little. He's probably already. He's probably already made a little plaque, and a little plaque with a little, with a little three little paragraph long description. I can't. I can't. That. I can't. I can't have that. I can't have it without have a plaque, without anything to go with it. That'd just be so sad, so very sad. Hand over the score. Theorem sweets with delight as you produce the iron-plated skull of the ancient warlord and hand it to him. He spends nearly a minute examining the skull from all sides, while incessantly commenting on the grand state of his condition. Oh, look, 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 look at those orbitals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they like, completely smooth. Oh, and all the teeth are still in. All the teeth are still in. All of them. Oh, look, 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 oh, oh, look, I see, I can see that little wound there. He smoked a pipe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 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 those those bat molars, they're really worn. He must have had, he must have had a habit of chewing tough grains. Oh, yeah, oh, let's see, oh, that's one chunky mastoid process. Oh, yes, oh, look at that nuclear crest. He must have shouted so much. I dare not hope it would be in there, he cries, fidgeting with the iron plate, still firmly affixed to the white right side of the skull. That was no small feat, my friend. Well done. As promised, Theron hands you the strange-looking serpent skull. Your promised payment for the task It's the serpent skull. Let's have a closer look at it. This strain, strangely shaped serpent skull, given to you by Theron, the merchant of bones, as payment for your services in adventure, is like none you've ever seen, ever before seen. You wonder what sort of slithering creature this large skull belonged to. Yes, now, no, there's been no, nothing in the game does anything with this skull anymore. You just have it, because it's cool. There's something about that piece, he says, pausing to gaze at the serpent skull now resting your hands. I suppose someone somewhere might have something more to say on it, but I confess I am at a loss. You're certain to be the only only person with one of those. Well, unless, of course there's any of that serpent, serpent species still around, then they all have at least one of them. With the strange-looking serpent skull now in your possession, you prepare to set off on your way. As you head south, back towards Deepwell, where you hope to quench your growing thirst ser- first with some of the little dragon's tolerable and strong ale, you wonder if you will ever again meet up with the odd fellow known as the merchant of bones that finishes that adventure with 128 experience to general and 32 experience to all skills and powers but more importantly we have a cool skull now nothing nothing more to do in this tavern now okay you can west and I can save I'm definitely learning to save more often. You know after two consecutive episodes where I lost huge amounts of progress because I forgot to save and forgot to rest. Okay now the tide I in The Inn is surprisingly spacious and cheery place, unlike many of the planar structures throughout Deepwell. The properteer, a man named Nora, always seems to be busy cleaning up the common room. Observation link! Glancing about the common room, he spots several crude paintings hanging on the walls. Each piece of art seemingly depicting locations in and around Deepwell. Well, they're trying their best. Trying their best. What more can I say? bit of local culture? It's a good thing. Speak with Noah. Noah turns out to be quite friendly and converses with you on a variety of topics and fills you in on much of the more recent local happenings. When you at last introduce yourself as Sir Crokington, his eyes widen and he stares in disbelief. You must forgive me, he says. We don't often have visitors of your status up this way. I don't wish to burden you with my problems good good lady. But I've certainly got quite a problem on my hands. Would you care? Would you spare a moment to hear me out on it?
0: Uh, well, well, of course. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.
1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: So of course, solving problems is what I do. Especially if those problems involve stabbing. And the solutions involve more stabbing. But I can do other problems too. What does he have to say? Noah tells you in a hushed voice that the inn has long been plagued but he refers to as a curse. He learned that almost one hint hundred years ago, Trando, the man who built the inn, was found dead in the cellar, apparently crushed by a falling wine cask ever since then, throughout the years. People have heard and seen strange things in and around the Tired Eye, especially at night. Noro says that countless people over the last century reported seeing the ghosts of Trandell in Deepwell. For almost always, these sightings have occurred in the inn, and almost exclusively in the basement. Mind you, says Nero, making certain it's not overheard by a few patrons, by the few patrons sitting about the common room. Old Trando was killed by the toppled task. cask. He was murderous, as far as I weasen it. And a cask was sh- was shoved on him by the killer after he was already dead. You know, to cover one's own marks. That's why I think he's still lurking about. Until he's had the chance to score revenge on the one who did him this wrong. Nor comes straight to the point and tells you he would be grateful if you could take a look into the cellar tonight, and settle the settle the matter once for all. There's no one brave enough around here to go down there after dark. he tells you for half of those would never admit to believing in the ghost at all. Of course it used to the idea that something is down there, but it's not particularly good for business. I mean, how can it be? well you could you could uh attract you could attract the business of ghost hunters. Yes, Agree to selling go into the cellar at night and seek the ghost. Although maybe ghost hunters don't don't really exist in the world of Swift. Because honestly, once everyone knows ghosts are real, as seen it, it kind of loses its glamour. It would probably take the same road. You wouldn't wouldn't I pretend that you know a secret that no one else knows No it'd just be Oh You hunt ghosts Well I prefer going after Tarn rats, to be honest. Yeah, they're not they're not they're not they're not, they're not as spooky. And they're kinda of small. Agree to go into the cellar at night and seek out the ghost. A blessing on you, Sir Crokington, he says. Winging your hand, I'll not forget this. I swear I won't. Look for the, this adventure under the adventures for this location. Option upon entering the inn. Okay, and I will. Joe tells you to be careful when you go down into the cellar. Perhaps it's just old superstition. One well, can never be too cautious," he says. "Adventures for this location, into the cellar. What lurks in the cellar of the Tired Eye Inn? Let us begin. In an hour after dark, when you find it's an hour after dark, when you finally make your way down into the cellar of the inn, the un- the common room is empty. And Nuro has busied himself with, the, with splitting firewood out back, admitting he does not have met the metal for such things. A short flight of well-worn wooden steps takes you into the cool, dry cellar, where much of the inn's provisions are stored, including several large casks of wine. You make a quick but thorough search of the cellar, but see no sign of anything out of the ordinary, let alone a woving spirit. Confident that the cellar was devoid of any ghosts, as you figure it would be, you make your way out of the cellars, only, only to be... You make your way back to the stairs, only to be confronted by the gruesome sight, now blocking your only exit. Seated at the foot of the steps is the faintly glowing apparition of a middle-aged man, garbed in a wide smock. The ghost looks up and regards you with an icy stare. You note that the left side of the ghost skull appears to be caved in. As if in life the man was struck in the head by a heavy, blunt object. Hmm. Not a wine cask, by any chance? Hmm. Alone? It's just a ghost. You're brave in the West. This town is full of cowards. It always has been. It was a coward who laid here in ambush for me 100 years ago. And took from me what little I had in this world. I do not know the pretext of your visit. But I will ask you for help. Realise now, without question, that you are face to face with the ghost of Trando. The man who built the inn a century ago. So I've got two options attack the ghost or listen to what the ghost has to say. Hmm. Honestly, I think it's just now a mystery. If I attack the ghost, I won't know the answer to the mystery. Also, attack. It's not his fault that he's spooky. That just happens when you're a ghost. All right, well, I might as well listen. The ghost of Twendell tells you the man who robbed him was the town blacksmith, a man by the name of Elkwood, and he still haunts the wounds of the old smithy just outside town. His conscience keeps him from west as the ghost of Twendell. "'He robbed many in this town. "'Though I'm the only one to ever perish by his hand. "'And robbery was not his motive. "'My murder was at the request of his father, old with the elder. "'As black-hearted a man, "'as could ever have hoped to walk among the living. "'I've no doubt he still carries with him "'what I desire above all else. "'Above even revenge. "'A box of letters.' You learn that Trando was soon to be married to Elbred's sister, but the union was not looked upon favourably by the elder, Eldred, who could not convince his daughter to find another suitable husband. So the elder, Eldred had his son murder Truando to make sure the marriage would never take place. Elbred the Younger took from me those things in my, my possession when he killed me and he took a box of letters that his sister had written me of the most tender variety. Perhaps to remove all trace of his family's hand in my death, says the ghost, if you could find the ghost of Eldred the younger and retrieve for me those letters could at last west. But it's no doubt what the current owner of this place would like. So, I could retrieve the letters. Or refuse. I'm kind of curious what happens if you actually do refuse. So it shall be! This is the ghost of Twendo angrily. As he floats into the air and surges forward to attack. This is the ghost of Twando. And... Apparently now violence is the only option. Yeah, I mean it didn't look like it was going to fly into a wage, but I guess being I guess stewing in your in your own regrets for a hundred years can make you a little short fused Ghost of Twendo. Kill your enemy yeah, that's the only option. I don't even know if you can subdue a ghost. The ghost reaches out for you. Keeps reaching and is slain. 13 XP. A bright flash of light fills the cellar, and in the next instant, when it has faded, there is no longer any sign of the ghost of Twandel. You promptly mount the steps to bring the news of your success to Nyora. Okay, yeah, aren't yeah. you? get he, he, he says the same thing no matter how you resolve it. So we'll we we'll, so we'll read that when we do it properly. Because just killing the ghost, that's not how you should do it. That's not particularly heroic. We're only hoping one person. We could help three people. Just to happens that two of them will be dead. But you do get 300 gold. Alright, which means it's time to quit without saving. So I'll be able to do it again, but properly. Tie down in, speak with neural, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. there's ghosts. Yeah, that's anything out Swift. It's very, very quick to go through the things you've already done. Alright. All right yeah yep Click out there he is, let's listen to what he has to say, get the letters, of course I will. the ghost of Twendo thanks you, thanks you and fades from view before Tracy is vanished. a harsh whisper fills the sound you you you'll you find the ruined smithy east of town ah good good, good thing you remember to tell me that because otherwise I'd have no idea where to look. I'll probably have to. Go into the town archives and find out when there was a, where some people called Elbridge lived. (laughs) But, I mean, that might be interesting, but it just makes more sense to to be told. You promptly mount the cellar steps, leave the inn and head east out of town. Not far out of Deepwell to the east, you come across the crumbling, overgrown remains of the old town smithy. The main building is in the final stages of disrepair and appears to be on the verge of collapse. A sound from behind the smithy alerts you to possible danger and you round the building cautiously, bringing yourself face to face with a particularly gruesome spectre. The glowing, half-rotted corpse standing before you in the tall grass behind the wound smithy Smithy could be none other than younger Eldwich. Long black locks of scraggly hair, matted with blood and grime, cling to his watting scalp, and thick and thick yellow worms work their way in and out of his festering lower jaw. Trando sent you no doubt hisses the ghoul, his hollow eye sockets momentarily filled with bright white light he seeks sleep as badly as I do that there is nothing that can be done you are forever cursed leave here before I have you join us you tell Elbridge that if Trandor were to at last fight west there's a chance that he would as well but he will hear none of it it's worth a shot. I mean, if it doesn't work, I could just kill you. How about that? You ask him if he still possesses the box of letters. I could kill you, or maybe get a priest. I don't know. I don't know if priests do exorcisms in this world. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But I'm I'm sure there must be some something, something we could do, like fire and lots of it. That would probably work. You ask him if he still possesses the box of letters that his sister sent to Trando, but he only starts viciously reply. I want you to leave here he hisses. You would do well to heed that warning. So I can attack him or try reason again. Attempt to reason with him further. You attempt to convince Elbert the younger that we're returning. The letters to Trando, if he still has them. It may indeed bring an end to the undead curse that afflicts both of them. As well as take a step towards righting the wrong done by his hand so many years ago. Hmm. I mean if he's cursed, shouldn't his shouldn't his dad be cursed too? I mean he he ordered the murder. I mean that seems like the sort of stuff that should get you cursed too. Should. Hmm. He ordered his were murder and ruined the happiness of his daughter, which is quite a bad thing to do. Also, yeah. Yeah, I mean all, all, all that, all that Trando did was get murdered. <laughs> I mean the elder Albert, he should be a ghost too. Yeah, maybe he is. But he's hiding. But I think if I return the letters, he might be 3 as well. If he's still around. Pick your number. Bonus. Bonus of 76. 12 from luck. 64 from diplomacy. 87. A lengthy plea and a clever litany. A litany of clever arguments fail to move the hideous ghoul that was once Elbred the Younger. The gruesome undead has apparently had enough of your meddling, and he swipes out at you with his claw decaying hand. You leap back and avoid this, avoid his initial strike, but he rushes at you, and you are forced to defend yourself. It's Eldbridge the Ghoul, the Ghoul, and... Well, it's come to fighting again. I can only kill. Maybe that will free his soul as well. Well, he is slain. This I'm not going to keep. This is not the way I wanted it to end. So as soon as I've got the letters, I will. I will do it again. I'll try again and see if I can convince him. 28. The twisted, what it remains, of Elbred the Younger lie scattered about the ground at your feet. His wicked spirit will no more wander among the living. You make a quick search of the ruined smithy, and much to your surprise, discover a small wooden box containing the letters that Twando seeks, with the box tucked safely under your arm. You set off at once for the inn. The ghost of Trando gratefully accepts the letters and thanks you over and over Thanks you over and over for alas bring him a piece he has not known for a hundred years. Okay now go. go to wherever it is that you go. Go find your lady love. You've got a lot of catching up to do. Okay. Go well, friend. Hisses the ghost softly as he and the box of letters slowly fade from view. And never carry vengeance in your heart. When at last he's vanished, you take a final look around before mounting the stairs to bring news of your success to Nuro. And it's the same. He doesn't care how it gets done, just that it gets done. And that is the end of that quest. Okay, once again, gonna quit without saving. Okay, now our goal is to just keep rushing through this until, and this is the key, we peacefully deal with both of the undead. Uh, just fast clicking, fast clicking. In the cellar, meet the ghost. Oh, no! I accidentally attacked the ghost. Oh, you cannot quit at this time. I don't think you're allowed to quit when there's a battle going on. Could be something like that, anyway. uh, (laughs) You've accidentally seen... And that was 13 XP again. Yes, quit, quit, quit. Okay, keep going, keep going. We will get this done properly eventually. Speak with Neuro. Listen. Agree to help. Adventures. Going to the cellar. Don't attack the ghost. Help the ghost. Okay, yep. Yep, Elbridge is angry. I think he probably believes there is no chance of redemption. But you never know. There probably is. Attempt to reason with him further. Okay, same check as the last time we tried it. Pick now. 137. And it succeeded. 32 XP to diplomacy. At last, after a lengthy plea and a litany of clever arguments, the hideous school that was once Eldred the Younger relents and agrees to return the letters to Trando. He fetches a wooden box from within the wound smithy and places it in your hand. My father's cold heart and my unwillingness to stand up to him, willing countless lives over this one affair, he hisses. Turn these to Trando and bear with them and with them my apologies for, for everything. Thank you. You thank Elfred and start after, start off at once for the inn with a box of letters cut tucked safely under your arm. The ghost of Trando gratefully accepts the box of letters and thanks you over and over for at last bringing him a piece that he has not known for a hundred years. Go well, my friend, hisses the ghost softly as he and the box of letters slowly fade from view and never carry vengeance in your heart. When at last he is vanished, you take a final look around before mounting the stairs to bring your news of your success to Nora, and this time it's for keeps. Noor is overjoyed and quite relieved to learn that an end has come at last to the curse which for so long hung over the inn. Little something for your trouble, he says, producing a wooden box that contains a large quantity of gold. Don't you dare refuse it, Sir Crocoton, what you've done for me is worth twice that. Had I that much to pay? You accept the gold and thank Noro. That's 300 gold tokens. It's always 300 gold tokens. You bid Noro farewell and leave the tired eye in. Stepping out into the refreshing night air of Deepwell. And that's that ends this adventure with 200 and fifty six experience to general. Now there's a couple more th- there's a couple more things to do around, around Deepwell. There's an there's an adventure called You Never Miss the Water and we've got that troll under the bridge to deal with. But that will be in the next episode. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers.